Welcome to the Mike Hewitt Show. Ten years and growing. It's about family, business, work, and politics like you've never heard it before. Yep, it's true. There's more than just a touch of wry humor mixed in. And now your host, Mike Hewitt. Folks, I am Mike Hewitt. Co-hosts Miles Bauer and Ludwig von Wiedendorski. Miles Bauer, did you know that Ludwig was a conspiratorialist? No, I didn't. <laughs> I was. Listen, folks, we're walking into the studio to do the show. I find myself um, immersed in a screwball debate. Ludwig, what are you talking about? What? You know, it took me nine years to ask you that question, and this is why. What was the question? Do you believe in conspiracy theories, or how conspiracy theorial are you? And listen, I like math. And by the way, I'm terrible at it. Miles will tell you, I'm not a mathematician, so let me come forward and be honest. I love math, but I am not a mathematician. When I look at something, it's got to add up. It's got to pass the Y test, meaning Y, okay, they, X, Y, Z did this. It's a conspiracy. And I go, okay, well, let me analyze it. What was their motive? What did they get out of it? Let me follow the money or the political agenda. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't add up, it doesn't make sense, or it's outside the realm of possibility, like flat earth, we didn't go to the moon, etc. You just go, oh, my eyeball rolls. So tell me your, what, 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 what were you educating me on, Ludwig? Well, my question was, are, do you believe in, listen to any of this stuff? It wasn't believe it. Give an example. And analyze it. Well, <clears throat> I, I have personally, and this isn't a conspiracy, it's my own theory. But that that makes it a conspiracy, Miles Bauer. <laughs> usually makes it fact. But <laughs> S. Landon, I'm always right. Um, so we have the wildfires in Hawaii. Yep. Some believe they're wildfires. Some believe they don't. You think it's a laser done? I can see the reasoning. There's who, who there's did things it? that don't add up to just a wildfire. Give give example. Aluminum doesn't melt until like 1100 degrees Fahrenheit. And asphalt melts at 343 degrees Fahrenheit, yet there's aluminum melted all over on asphalt. That doesn't add up. Miles, what do you think? Is he off the rails or is he on the path? No, I think what happened out there in Hawaii is the same thing that's happened in California and Canada. You have a bunch of, pardon my French, screwball liberals that don't know how to manage forestry like the rest of us do, Okay. And so they they leave a bunch of dry stuff on the ground. Right. And if you knew the hurricane was coming, why did you keep the electricity on? Right. Why didn't you just turn it off in case the lines came down? Then you wouldn't have started a, a uh, fire. Where, where's that coming from? Well, that's what happened. Okay. They, they didn't turn the power down. Oh, yeah, but they also they didn't, didn't use the water. And they didn't, they didn't announce the system. There's sure. a lot of things that are shady. With well, what no, no, no. But, you say but, shady, I think, but, incompetent. But you know what, though, Lud? I mean, keep in mind, that uh, governor, he is obviously a screwball liberal. He could win the screwball, the Ludwig screwball of the week award. I think you're giving the, too much credit. Here's where I differ with you, okay? Part off, when you look at some, the aluminum that's a foot from the asphalt, if, if you've ever used a blowtorch and the wind was causing this stuff to be like a blowtorch mm -hmm. and it's right on the aluminum, I can see the aluminum melting and the asphalt perhaps not. I don't know that it is or isn't, so I'm not trying to 
take you to task on that. No, that's why I'm but, asking the question. But I think people look at things and they and they see confirmation of what they believe rather than fact. And see, that's where I don't believe this stuff. I question it. That's why I um, ask you this. Because the things don't add up. So what's the truth? Because there's somewhere in the middle. There's something not making yeah, sense. But, but listen, my grandfather bought a piece of property in northern Michigan in 1937. Here's the fun part, and it goes to Miles's point. Let me see the, say it again, 1937. And he bought the property because it was right on a fire lane. And what he got out of that is an easy walk to go deer hunting miles into the woods. And he loved it. I got five acres, super duper cheap, and it's right beside a fire lane, yeah. meaning I don't have to cr climb through thick brush and trees. I can walk down that fire lane and go for miles to hunt. And it goes exactly to Miles Bower's point. And we if talked you're, about that. First off, if you're in Canada and hunting, you can't because you don't have a gun unless you're at some government sanctioned reserve and you've it's nutty up yeah, there but is. but it's the same in california mm -hmm. miles is correct on both of those points so we're talking about a 90 to 100 year old technology that they refuse to embrace because that might do something to the never before heard of toad even though the fire baked the toad to death so you go that was brilliant but see and i agree with you i'm not saying that i I believe that they're the whole conspiracy part of it. I question things. I don't just take word from the source and there's other people who have different ideas. So I look at it all, but I do think that there's some kind of correlation between this fire, the hurricane that hit California for the first time in decades, if not a century, we have the major storms here in the Midwest and Michigan. And then we have a hurricane hitting a part of Florida that hasn't hit in if ever it's all too coincidental, and what I know is from the White House and the Democrats, I've been hearing for four, three years, declare a climate crisis emergency. Listen, I, I get all of that, and I'm, I'm not even pushing back. Because I don't think these things are due to climate change. I, I, where I, I will tell you one of the conspiracy theories I do buy into. When by, you, the way, yeah. by the way, Governor, Governor Granholm wants you to believe that climate change is real. Yeah, and I don't think any of this is due to climate change. Well, it's not. Okay. No. It, it absolutely isn't. So are they doing that? I don't know. But I do know that going back to early times COVID, we started having food warehouses and distributorships, 40-some mm -hmm. fires inside 18 yeah. months. All of a sudden. That stuff, you go, wait a minute. But when I look at the when I look at backwoods, northern California, central California, Canada, um, I, I, and in a number of other states, I think Miles is on it goes to a lack of forestry. No, management. I think with the, the we've and, talked and about that many the, times. They do that on purpose. Yeah. But it's because yeah. they're dealing with the fringe left, the the crazy left that says, wait a minute, what about that horny toad? It somehow it somehow is going to harm that toad to put in a a fire lane, but it is not going to harm that toad if the entire forest but burns the, down. The thing about we've had it's just buffoonery. We've had no pushback on climate change. Or, or advancement in them getting any closer to this emergency through the Canadian wildfires. Right. So they had to do it. So, it had to happen somewhere that was significant enough, and it happened had to happen to happen happened had to happen to a group of people that were poor, desolate, um, unable to help themselves. So that people feel bad and pay attention and don't right. want that to happen to them again. That's why I just think there's a correlation. I'm not so, saying it's true. I think there's some kind of correlation. So carbon 
is the the root of all problems in in the environment correct no it's not possible but hang on it, the fun part about that folks is that if you actually do the study on it they've done hundred thousand year studies with samples done from the north and the south poles and if you watch the math on that mm -hmm. because the warmth creates life life creates carbon so it works opposite of what they say it isn't that carbon is the result of hot air it's the warm causes an increase in life and that causes the carbon every single time there's been a surge in carbon it's about an 800 year cycle between when when the <laughs> yeah. when the life blossoms to the point of being crazy the carbon increases and the cycle goes on and on yes and shockingly it has absolutely nothing to do with my jeep god created a a being that exerts carbon especially you <laughs> we let carbon out of our mouths. God yep. created us. He wouldn't oh, have created boy. us to create our own to destroy our own world. A lot of hot air. <laughs> Miles, what do you think? You know, Mike, I was going going to bring up when you and I were kids. Yep. Do you remember that the Mississippi River in the spring would always overflow yep. and wipe out houses? And now it doesn't. Yeah. And now suddenly, even though winter still occurs in Minnesota which is what created a lot of that flow. Now, magically, the Mississippi doesn't do that. Are you thinking that they're playing with the weather? Because that's weather-driven. They are. They've no, admitted I, I'm just saying the climate crazies. Yep. Miles, you got to hold that thought. We are out of yeah. time for a heartbreak. But, folks, we've got a lot on this topic. Stick with us, and we will be right back. All right, Miles Bauer, I had to stop you for a hard break. What were you trying to tell us? No, I was just saying that the the uh, climate crazies, they don't bring up the fact like, as I was saying in the last segment, you and I growing up as kids, the Mississippi was always blowing over its banks, wiping out houses. Right. There were tornadoes all over the part of Illinois that I was growing up in. Part but of that yet, but yet they don't they don't bring any of that up. They just say, oh, 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 my goodness. Right. Florida's getting hit by a hurricane. But but listen, I got to give you an example of that. It's on the same path. So, folks, picture, in fact, we're broadcasting from a radio station right on the shores of Lake Michigan. And so it's got about a 30-year cycle. I've not looked at the graph in a while, but bear with me. I'm very close. It's about a 30-year cycle. So it's, here's how the water level affects the politics with the environmental fringe left. The water level drops on the lake every every 30 years. I mean, it drops hugely measurably. Drops, drops, drops. And as it does it, they go crazy that the water is being siphoned off and sent to Nevada, sent to here, sent to there. It's being stopped up in, in all over. They go nuts over it. They go, no, it's a 30-year cycle. No, Mike, shut up. No, it's not. Well, actually it is. And then all of a sudden, as the cycle shifts, now those boats that had to get ladders to get from the boat down to the dock, now the water is splashing on top of the dock. And it does that every 30 years plus or minus. So and I'm talking about 35-foot boats, not, not major far-left, you know, John Kerry that got a hangnail in Vietnam. 
kind of leftist elitists, regular boat people, 35-foot boats where you've got to step down from the boat onto the dock. When it's at its lowest point, they literally have to use ladders. When it's at its other point, they're splashing on the water on the dock. And we only hear about it at the lowest point. They never have a fit. They never say go silent crickets when the water raises. And it doesn't like clockwork. Yeah. Well, the people that are trying to push climate change on you are the same ones, one, getting rich, two, buying oceanfront property in the areas they claim are going to be underwater within a decade. Well, most of them live there. John, John, <sighs> John Kerry. Um, John Kerry, Barack e- Obama. Igor. Igor. Like, they all bought oceanfront property. Right. Under a state, with a, within a state of Florida, that's going to be underwater. Well, my point bringing that Miles, and connecting it to you is that I've not followed the cycle with the Mississippi. I'm not on it. But I have followed the cycle with the Great Lake states. I spent the first half of my life living and working near Lake Huron, now the second half of my life over on Lake Michigan, and they cycle pretty consistently. I've been alive when the Mississippi is flooded. Wow. I remember it. And you're a youngster. Not anymore, but yeah. yeah. Compared to you guys, I'm like a sprite little young man. I Listen, I don't know if there's conspiracies there or not, but I absolutely know that there are cycles that the fringe left does not pay attention to, and they're not caused by my Jeep. They go back throughout time. I think my purpose to it all, even their initial question, was that to make people aware to question. Don't just take a news report as fact. Question it. You do question it. But listen, speaking of question, so let's say a laser beam. That's what I'm reading on the Internet. I think that's what you were addressing. So a laser beam is what caused the fires in in Maui. And I go, okay, why? I've always got to look to the question when I'm, I've got to look to motive. When I'm analyzing why something happened or may have happened, if you don't ask the question, what would cause them to want to do that? Mm-hmm. So what would cause them to want to do that? Oh, I, I definitely think the motive is the climate change emergency that they've been pushing since Biden was even elected. So this is strictly all about control, ramping up the climate change for the purpose of control. Yes. Miles, do you buy into that? However, Lud, <laughs> since the fires there in Lahaina, have you noticed that there are a lot of investors trying to buy up land now. And that would be the other part, isn't it? Because these people, a lot of them had houses that were 100 plus years old. They were uninsurable. They don't have the money to to rebuild. So what are they going to be forced to do? So now listen here, and let's be fair about this, because what started this exchange with you and I Mm -hmm. is, I don't remember whether it was you or I, but one of us, no, it was me. I'd stumbled across one of those memes that are floating around on social media and it was a picture of Oprah Winfrey watching out a big, beautiful window of the desolation, the fires burning and people, people's lives being destroyed. And she's like sipping on a glass of tea watching. And the meme was talking about these uber rich people going in there buying the money from these people's lives that had been devastated. And my point when I sent that to you, now that I'm thinking about it specifically, mm-hmm. was you know Oprah Winfrey. You've eaten dinner with her a couple times, been on her show. Do you think that's who she is? No. Uh, by the way, folks, just to be clear, I don't think I agree with Oprah Winfrey on anything politically. You actually do more than you know. But yeah, she I just doesn't publicly say But it. I don't think she's an evil person. No. Uh, knowing her, I don't. I think she was probably sitting there actually upset knowing her. Has she got her checkbook out to help him? Uh, I don't know. It's not been verified. I wouldn't say yes or no. Okay, that's fair. But uh, I do think that there are east and left coast people who are ready to get in there 
the, the two buy el- the land. The two elites. The big, the, yep. the big money people. And that's been a big, if you want to say it, quote, unquote, conspiracy. Yep. That this is going to happen. Now, there's some evidence to this. What did the government offer them? $700? Oh, to the folks. That's not even a two-night stay in a resort down there while your and, house is and, gone. And, folks, you got to see. So you got to picture this stuff. The three of us are either on an exchange on text with one of, what do they call them, just a, a text exchange. Yeah. Just a group. So we're bouncing this stuff around throughout the week between episodes. And then you're also messaging me on Facebook on these things. When I looked at the $700, my first push, and Miles, I got to get you back into this conversation to see if you agree with me, but I was insulted by the 700 bucks from the opposite position. You're thinking 700 bucks, what an insulting number. I'm thinking, tell me if I'm wrong, Miles Bauer, I'm thinking this is not a federal issue. Stop giving, stop giving my money to folks that let the state of Hawaii deal with their issue. That's a state issue and a local issue. Miles, am I all wet on that? Yeah, I mean, okay, so the first thing is the $700 is the maximum according to the law, okay? So that was not an arbitrary number. That was the maximum according to the law. Which is insulting in its own right. But, but, but if you the want law. to increase yeah. that, then you need to get a hold of your Congress people and tell them to amend the uh, law. I agree but yes, that. Mike, I certainly do agree that that the Maui fires were not a federal I- issue. That was a state issue because, again, and I believe there is a lawsuit now against the electric company out, out there. So the question I would have then is, why do we have FEMA? I, listen, I agree with that. Because FEMA is about federal. On the other hand, the other no, question I would have then, hold on. The other question is, if we're 50 states united... Aren't we supposed to rely on our neighbors to help us in time of need and get the help in return when we're in need? Or or are we 50 sovereign states that have an association together, which was the intent of our yeah. founders? But if, but, but if Virginia was in trouble, Maryland would have showed up. Perhaps, but that's different than saying the guy living out in Idaho that actually does his, that, that community actually does their fire prevention correctly and they do all of the things correctly. And, that, to, and I'm not, me, I agree. To me, it's a state issue. I agree. It's a state issue. And by but the way, we do have it set up where FEMA and, does exist. And by the way, they've still got people living on, on federal FEMA dough from catastrophes <laughs> that happened oh, yeah. years ago. Trailers from Katrina and stuff. And you look at them, you go, you, it goes to your question. Absolutely, FEMA is grossly mismanaged. Yes. And I say again, give me a federal department that is not grossly mismanaged. Because holy smokes, is it, is it easy to manage money you didn't earn? I'm going to need a few lifetimes to figure out the answer to that question. Uh, listen, it's, it's the same It's the same issue. This argument is not new. Yep. Hamilton and Jefferson had the same debate. Do we, want, do we want local government where folks can control their own life? Or do we want central power in D.C. But or somewhere else? At the point there's a national or a federal income tax... Those dollars came from that state. Those dollars should go back to that state then in the time of need. Um, if, the, if they shouldn't have been sent there in the first place. I agree. But I agree, I, but we have it. But, so. I, but I do agree that if you took it from me, you better give yes. it back. Yes, I, that's my I point. Do I don't that. agree in federal income tax either. Yeah. Listen, when we get back from break, let's, go, let's take a trip to San Francisco. No. Folks, <laughs> folks, we'll be right back. Hey, hey. 
Folks, if you're just tuning in, I am Mike Hewitt, co-hosts Miles Bauer and Ludwig von Wiedemdorski. Listen, thank you very, very much for joining in. Let me just get the housekeeping announcements parts out of the way so we can jump back into the topics at hand. We are broadcasting from our flagship station, WHTC, 1450 AM, 99.7 FM, in beautiful Holland, Michigan, on the shores of Lake Michigan. But we are blessed with having affiliates across a number of states. We appreciate our fine affiliates, but mostly thank you listeners for listening. Um, and on that note, please take a send me a message, Mike at the MikeHewittShow.com. Look at the website so you'll know a little bit about us. Our bios are on there and all of that. And again, thank you very, very much. Listen, guys, I want to I want to take a trip without leaving the uh, the studio. Thank goodness to uh, San Francisco. So San Francisco commissioner resigns in scathing letter to Mayor Breed after exposing city's squalid conditions. I, and at first I'm, I'm reading, and this is from Fox News, but I did find it several places. First I had to roll my eyeballs. He's exposing the solid conditions. We've been talking about that for several years. I guess he doesn't listen to the show because it wasn't a big expose. Did Everybody knows it. People are living in the streets. They're defecating on the sidewalks. That's they're they're, they're they're doing smash and grabs groups of people. It's a city like most of the large cities in the United States. That's truly in cultural freefall, in my opinion. That's not an eth ethnic statement, not racial, not religion. It's none of those things. It's just math. It's a fact. Those cities are in some really big dire straits and I maintain and by the way I'm not a conspiratorialist but when you <laughs> it goes to our first half but when you look at what they're doing on their 60 70 years into controlling those cities and they want all of America to look like San Francisco and I go really you think that's a good idea you want us to live that way how does that work Miles Bauer for the average voter Democrat sitting at home works, raises his kids, does his best to be a part. We just disagree on topics. How do they then vote for democratic leadership that thinks that, that what's taken place in Detroit, what's taken place in San Francisco, and all of the places that... Miles, how does the average Democrat go, yeah, I want more of that? How's that work? Because they're going to go back to the federal government and they're going to say, we need money. But the average Democrat sitting at home... I, by, by the way, you're right, so I'm not pushing back on you. I, I agree, yeah. it's, it's, in the end, it's about money. But the average person, man or woman, married, not married, all of those things, I don't care about any of that stuff. The average Democrat voter is not going to get any of this money. It all goes to leadership and buddies and contractors of, of politicians, etc. That's what's wrong with these cities. It's like the... Uh, the, uh, the the people mover in Detroit that Mayor Coleman Young did so many years ago. It's absolute garbage, and it continues to cost millions of dollars just for it being there. And you go, but why would somebody vote for the people that think that's good? I just, I don't, I, I genuinely, folks, I don't understand how anybody could look at what's going on in inner city schools government in general in our big cities and say yes give it to I me can, just like that i can shed some light on what's going on down here in chicago help me it's 
it's it's called the teachers unions you think they control voters they don't go in the voting booth with me when i vote i'm just 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 saying there is a lot of money changing hands down here and it's all centered around the teachers unions and yet the education down here is less than oh it's horrific yeah hey, you've been you guys have been listening to me rant on on education for 11 years and when I look at it, the current numbers from the federal government, 54%, you've heard me say the thing over and over, 54% of the adults in the United States are reading at or below sixth grade. And you go, holy smokes, that's, that's more than half of America that are what I refer to as functionally illiterate. So I look to you, Ludwig, you are a professor in a higher education university. And so when you listen to Miles talk about the outcome of education in Chicago, is that what you're seeing with freshman students in your class? So my first semester ever teaching, I had given out a paper to be the final project. I got halfway through the first one and I would say 75% of it was red marked. And I said, I'm not grading these. <laughs> And I'm not going to lie, I gave them all 100% and just decided from that moment forward, I would no longer require a paper in my class. Because they weren't they were. That was not good. And and I'm a management class, so how hard should I be on the English part? But if you're management, you're writing, you're not writing research papers necessarily, you're writing reports. So if you can't write, your your ideas aren't going to come across if you have a new idea for the company. Anything. But, but listen, stop. So I just said I'm not doing it. But here, stop for a second. I've run some fairly good-sized companies in my life. Mm -hmm. And so if you're a... a a college graduate and you came to national coach engineering when i was its vice president and said here's my resume and i looked at it and it looks like chickens ran across it with ink under feet yeah. <laughs> I, I gotta Maybe tell you I... listen i gotta tell you now and, and listen i've said million millions of times on the show you and miles are significantly better educated than me but i'm telling you vice president mike hewitt in a large corporation I ain't hiring you if you can't write. Maybe I said that wrong. It wasn't that you weren't going to write in the workforce. You weren't going to write like the research paper like I was doing. But there's a lot of writing in the workforce. And well, listen, when I see things right in now, case you were questioning why I was giving them a paper. When I see things in the in the political universe now, and I'm still very deeply involved in that, although I don't know why. And when I look at them, they're filled with text shortcuts. I'm mm -hmm. going, no, you're writing a professional letter. You're not texting your buddy. Yeah. Why would you do this? That's habit. But no, but that's not successful thinking. That's the problem. Well, it's habit. I've done it where I'm starting to write an email and all of a sudden I'm like BCIDK and I'm like, oh, wait, no, no. It's an email. It's not a text. Go back because I don't know. Used to just hitting those buttons. It's a finger memory thing. A finger memory thing. I think it's poor education. I think that, and listen, I'm not slamming on Because well, I go back and change it. I get it, but I'm getting them and they're not. They're not. No, they, they no. look. They look illiterate, and yeah. they're from very educated people. Yeah. I'm going, wait a minute. I'm not educated. You are educated. I write better than you, and I'm not a great writer. Yeah. So let's work our way into that, man. But, I mean, let's go back to, like you said, why are voters still doing this? Yep, well, why? we have a president who was voted in, doesn't get to the office till 10, then goes to brunch every day until 11. Thank God. Then he goes to the international groups and meetings. He doesn't even go to the dinners because he's already in bed. We have a Senate minority leader who's freezing up at the podium. We have a, another senator who I believe she's wheelchair bound now, but can't even do anything. What do, 
When you say can't do anything, what does that mean? Cap mentally capable of, of performing the duties. Because I don't care about the wheelchair. No, I'm a disabled guy. No, no, so it's I, not about I'm that. Defender, but she's not able to. But she's got to be mentally functional. She's not able to mentally function. Okay. But I mean, is she's so old, she's not wheelchair bound. It's it's beyond just. O older than me, you mean? Yeah. I mean, wow. We have. It's hard to beat, but. <laughs> we have. Are all you talking these about people, Senator Feinstein? Senator Feinstein, McConnell, yep. Biden. None of these people are still being. If they ran today, yep. they'd be reelected. Miles, what do you say? We've seen dead men reelected. There are definitely people aging poorly, and for whatever reason, I think it goes back to your point, Mike, about for whatever reason, the electorate continues to return these people back. They, but listen, because they vote for D's and R's. They're not yep. voting for people. They're going in and go, okay, I'm a D. I'm a vote D. I don't continue in a love to your little joke. They voted for, they literally elected a dead person. Yes. Because a person had a D by them, nothing, nothing else matters. And there's no so primary because people don't have the money to fight somebody who's been in for 40 years. And listen, McConnell, just folks, be be careful because be aware at least that we're talking about Democrats and Republicans. Yes. When I look at it, you got Biden who clearly doesn't know whether he's a foot or horseback. You've got the stroke victim, and I, my heart goes out to him and his family, but he's not a qualified center, senator. He isn't. Senator Feinstein is, I don't agree with her on much, but she's not a qualified senator. That doesn't matter. D's and R's, D's and R's, D's and R's. Folks, come on. And they wouldn't be primary because you can't beat an incumbent, especially the war chest of 40-plus years. Because the folks just go in. They just go in. They don't. Well, I recognize oh, that name. Boom. I recognize that name. And it really does. It truly comes down to these are our partisanship and name ID. And that's not enough to vote, folks. Stay with us. We will be right back. All right, Miles Bauer, we got to get this out of the way before we jump into the big topic. In your earnest opinion, has Ludwig had too much coffee? Yeah, he. I think he went over by one cup today over <laughs> his usual. <laughs> All right, Lud, you ready? No. So I'm, <laughs> cities 2030, cities for all, implementing the new urban agenda. So I ask, Lud, what is this about? So first of all, it's a UN initiative which right there tells you we don't want it. Uh, Do you think everything you in is bad? I'm just asking. I'm and, well, not taking a position. And, unless it's a... Uh, you know how shy yeah. and, I, and shy I and humble I am. Yeah, and, but I... And Miles also. Yes, but militarily, I don't know, because they put smaller countries together to work as one. So that part I may not disagree with. I do. But I wouldn't have wanted them to do that to us when we were trying no, to No, no, no. It's not they force them into it. They sign up to be part of it. No, they give them money from us. Yeah. Well, yeah, we uh, pay for most well, of the We UN. give them the money. I don't think the UN should exist, if that's what you're asking. Thank you. Yes. So what do they want to do with cities? I don't need to get trapped in another thing here. <laughs> All right. So they want this this idea that have Miles it's smart and I, city. Have Miles and I ever set you up for failure? <sighs> not this segment. Well, you already did the segment. <laughs> <laughs> Keep they going. had this initiative, Smart Cities 2030, and they their idea is to have mega cities where they can control and, and with IT and AI, they can watch inventory, they can watch resource usage and what everybody's using. Yeah, and you know what else they get out of it? All jokes aside, it is the city mouse, country mouse phenomenon. 
It truly, truly is. So if you live in a city, by the way, folks, even if you're very conservative, even if you're a classical liberal and you live in a city and there's 8 million people there, let's say you're in New York City, some mega city to your term, and you, you're going to have to have regulation and taxation mm -hmm. because there are things that folks cannot provide for themselves when they're living one atop of the other. And you're going to have to regulate because they're living one atop the other. Now, here's the funny The UN likes that concept because yeah. they don't want any more country mice screwing up votes and everything else. It's too hard to control the people spread out. So well, you, you, can't control... con you can't control a Jeffersonian or a classical no. liberal or a, or a genuine conservative. So four key words to this that are very feeling, make you feel good, and like, yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, in, they will be inclusive, safe, resilient, and sustainable. Did that, Miles, did that make you feel all squishy and ready to sign up? No. Those not four, at all. Did those four words didn't throw you over the curb on it. No. He lives in Chicago, and it's none of those four words. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's my thought. My point is you're telling me you're going to make these mega cities this, and Chicago's considered one. Yep. It's expected to be added to the list by 2030 that it's going to be safe, resilient, sustainable, and inclusive. Garbage. No way. Yeah, it's just not, it's not possible. No. It, it is not even, by the way, folks. It isn't that we politically disagree with it, although we do. That is, that's not the issue. It isn't possible. No, we're not set up like this. Europe is not set up like this. No, it's, uh, humanity is not set up to operate that no. way. Now, middle, you look in the Middle East and you do see these mega cities like Abu Dhabi. But that's, because that's where all the wealth has went to one central location that, in a small that's a, country. That's a very small number of people with incredible wealth. Yeah. And by the way, I say, hey, God bless them. It doesn't bother me one Don't way or live another. Live the way you want to. And, and that's exactly right, by the way. Live the way you want. One of these times, by the way, one of these shows, we need to do a show that's totally focused on what would happen to our culture if we could get both sides of the divide out of the social debate. Because I don't want anybody, left or right, telling Mike Hewitt, my wife and my daughters, how we've got to live. Well, that's the problem with the left. They don't want to. They don't want you to tell them how to live, but they want to tell you how to live. I agree. And it better with be that. like them. I agree. But listen, the right's getting a little bit that way, and I don't want anybody telling me no, and I think that's how a, I'm going to be. And I've said before, that's the mistake we made. We worry too much about that. Well, I agree with that. Holy smokes, Miles, I agree with him on something. Man, this show's a ten. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Mike, you, this... you are you are slipping, Mike. Yeah, I know what I am. I I fell out, folks. I apologize for I, that. One. I think this is a very uh, fearsome uh, initiative. Why do you think that's a problem? What do you think? What's the downside to it? All jokes aside, just for listeners, I want to find out what do you think the downside is to the UN's initiative for mega cities. When you have total, it, it's it's like cashless system. Right. That's where I look at this. Is you can determine if I should have another Coke or not. You can determine. We can just say there's a shortage of sugar this month because we just we we look by the calculations. It says there's no sugar, and we'll just have to believe it. That is not the way our system is set up. That's not the way I was raised. That's no way you were raised, or anybody else has been raised. And this is showing us that we're going into. You're going to live and work in this town. You're only going to get what. We decide they are the resource allocators at that point. The market no longer is. What do you think, Miles Bauer? Yeah, I was going to say we can almost arc this back to the first segment because Hawaii thought that they were all under control, and look what happened there. Man, that's exactly spot on. What a great example. And listen, I want you to repeat something else, Miles. 
I think it was I think it was during break when you pointed out the difference between what was it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Hawaii cr created that that uh, problem that they they ran into right. on Maui. Right. Florida didn't go out into the Atlantic and create a hurricane. Right. And so the difference is, in your view, is that the Hawaiian government, not the, not necessarily the folks, maybe right. by maybe by unconscious vote. So I go vote for D no matter what. I'm a D, and I this is what I get. But they decided they've made an intellectual decision, wrongly in my view, to not manage their forestry in those areas that could catch fire. They've made that conscious decision. We aren't going to do that. This is what they got. The folks in Florida, they didn't decide, well, let's, let's screw up and have a hurricane. Do you know how many SUVs are in Florida? Of course they brought that hurricane on. Oh, my, there's a lot of Jeeps down there. There's a lot of big SUV and gas guzzlers. Oh, oh, boy, you're right, man. Maybe he's on something. Yeah, they caused blood, that hurricane. Blood, blood, go away, blood. <laughs> All their condescent light bulbs and the cow and the cattle they have down there <laughs> ripping gas, they, they caused that. It's their fault. Yes. Listen, by the way, before I run out of time, I was bagging on San Francisco earlier in the show. The other thing is, is I want to add to that revolving door of lawlessness. That's Texas talking about Austin. They and it's it's this is another Fox News, but again, I found the article multiple places. Revolving door of lawlessness. Texans ripped left-wing policies for creating fertile ground for crime in Austin. Austin's awful. It's outrageous. My brother lives down there. And I, I only want to bring that up because it. I, there, there's like this kind of notion that we've got that Texas is Texas is all that and plus some. The big cities in Texas are no different than Detroit, San Francisco, L.A., Philadelphia. Can you imagine taking Ben Franklin for a walk in Philadelphia? You wouldn't be able to. Oh, my. Well, not with armed guards. <laughs> no. uh, armed, did I say armed guards? Armed guards for the oh armed guards. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Listen, before I run out of time, will you play that clip for me? Mike Hewitt here. How's Biden's presidency working out for you so far? Housing prices are through the roof? Love it if you're selling until the tax man finds you. Maybe you're a young family just starting out. Crazy in the clouds housing prices with interest rates four times higher than just two years ago. Thinking you're stuck renting? I get it. Brace yourself. Rent is doubled under Biden's painful lack of leadership. How about baby food prices? Biggest price increases on record, now at all-time highs. How are young families making it? Pump prices doubled. Home utilities higher than ever. Car prices look like house prices. Taxes up. Anxiety, depression, violence, divorce, drug use, all up. Wait, has anything gone down? Yes. Bipartisan confidence in the economy and government are at the lowest in two generations. Wait, is there anything positive? Yes, the end of the Biden era is finally in sight. Find the Mike Hewitt Show on Spotify and Apple Podcast. You'll like it. Listen, I got to tell you guys, when I was putting that together, my focus was kind of what I touched on earlier in this show. I honestly don't understand. Forget the Trumpian thing, folks. Please put that out of your mind for a minute. This isn't about Trump. It's not about D's and R's. I don't know how any reasonable person, regardless of political leaning, can look at the results we've in, endured for the last nearly three years and say, yeah, I want more of that. And so I go out and I look on Twitter, X-File, or whatever, whatever Musk is calling it now, 
and I, I read the left. Miles, this is, we're down to a minute, so you got to be quick with an answer, and I apologize for overstating it, but they blame all of the economy on Trump. What say you? Well, I mean, of, of uh, course they are, because they're not going to point to their trillions of dollars of spending that they did when he first came into office. Right, and, then they're, he, and they're not going to point to the blue states that shut down during COVID. Exactly. And, and, that's, and that's, folks, that's really what the catalyst was of this. And every step of the way, including Trump's free money send out, Miles, you and I specifically, but all three of us, talked about the fact that it was going to cause inflation. They drive, yep. they drive energy prices, what drives everything else. Those things are on purpose. They're not an accident. Folks, we're out of time, but thank you very, very much for joining us. Please be safe, and we will see you next week. 